Ah, uh, people of the internet, it's EDB here. That's Eric Deshaun Barrett for long. And if you're listening to this when it is released on Sunday, November the 29th, 2020, I'm not going to sit here. I'm just not going to do it. We're tired right now. You're tired of hearing about how many, oh my, OMGs, it's the end of the year. Can you believe it? We're heading to the last month. Oh, yeah, yeah. You don't want to hear that anymore. You don't want to hear that it was just like yesterday when we were in February and this crack. We don't want to hear that. We're done. All right. Let's just go ahead. But it's very exciting today because despite COVID, despite the fact that we're at home, despite the fact that we're, we're doing something differently, I don't like to look at it as we're in a crisis. I look at it as we're in a transition. We're learning something new. It's kind of like... You find yourself in a situation, God forbid, you know, you might get some type of illness that's permanent, a situation. It's just something that's causing you to rethink your life, to reimagine it. That's what I like to say COVID is doing. We'll talk about that in a second. But until we get there, this is Advent. Advent. It's the weighted or the anticipation, if you will the celebration of the birth of Christ and also the awaiting of his return is what I was trying to get out. Thank you for that one blunder. So that's what our mindset is going to be here today. On this, if you're listening to it when it's released or tonight, for those of you who might listen, I don't know what time you're listening. Just thank you for being here. So if you'll take a moment, get your mind right. You know what we do around here. I'll talk about that also in the beginning, just down the road a little bit. But let's go ahead and get ready and get her into it, shall we? Awesome sauce. Most gracious Father, we honor you, we praise you this morning. We thank you. Because you are our God, and it's in you that we do put our trust. We honor you, Lord, this morning. We thank you, Lord God. God, we thank you for what you do. You're such a great God, and you're great that you be praised. Father, we honor you this morning with the fruit of our lips. Father, we thank you, Lord God, for giving us this opportunity that we can come together your people. We thank you, Lord God, for giving us this opportunity, Lord God, to be here. We thank you for this opportunity to be in the land of the living. So, Lord God, to come together to worship and glorify your name, your great God. Lord God, there's no goodness of our own. It's because your covenant, Lord, did to us that we have this privilege and we thank you. God, there's no goodness of our own and we praise you for being faithful to your word and being faithful to us that, Lord God, that you always show up and you always are with us. We thank you for your Holy Spirit that is dwelling with us this morning. Matter of fact, good morning, Holy Spirit. You are welcome to this place where we are, wherever we may be right now. We just welcome your presence. Father, we honor you for the finished work of the cross. Father, we come to you now. We're saying, Lord, before we even get into this service, before we allow anything to block our thoughts and to block what you're trying to say, Lord, we clear the atmosphere. We clear our minds. 
we clear our conscience, so therefore we come before you. We say, Lord, forgive us for any sins that we are aware and unaware. God, we want to be righteous before you. We want to be in right standing. We want to make sure we're in the place where we can hear from you. And God, that you can use us for your glory. Father, so many times that, Lord God, that, Lord God, our minds take us places that we don't want to go. And sometimes our feet take us places that we want to go. And sometimes we just have a desire. But, Father, we come before you right now as vessels, Lord God. And we say we emptied out those vessels, these vessels that you've given us. And now, Lord God, we come to you. We said thank you for the precious blood of Jesus that have come and is washing us and washing our thoughts, washing our souls, that we may be in that place with you. We thank you because now our bodies have become the living sacrifices before you, holy and acceptable, which is our reasonable service. And we honor you, Lord God. Father, we thank you so much. You're just a great God. We celebrated a few days ago Thanksgiving. And, God, we know every day is a day of thanksgiving. You have been so good to us. Every day you keep blessing us. And we honor you today, Lord God, that we carry it beyond a day. Lord God, we, we carry it beyond a month or or even, even weeks, Lord God. We allow the brotherly love that you given us to share and to be thankful for that which you've done for us as a people, as a community, even as a country, Lord God, we we set aside this time, people that don't even believe in you, people that don't even trust you, set aside this day, the day of Thanksgiving, to give thanks and, and to reflect on the thankness, uh, the, the thoughtfulness and the greatness of you. But Father, we thank you, especially because we know it was all because of you. It was your it was your handiwork. It was your uh your your hands that all honored all of this to happen. God, you you cause it all to happen. We thank you for that and and, and we give your day to glory. You orchestrated it, Lord God, and sometimes we didn't understand and even now sometimes we got the question, you know, were you sure, Lord? And he said, Yes, I'm sure. I got your hand. I got you by the hand. I'm carrying you. I'm able to be with you and I am with you in the storms. And I'm with you through the rain. I'm with you with sickness. I'm with you in pain. I'm with you when you understand and I'm even with you when you don't understand. Remember the word of the Lord said, Lo, I'm with you always, even to the end of the age. And Father, we thank you for being faithful to your word and faithful to the causes that you have allowed us to live and to subdue and to handle. And we glorify you, Lord God. We we might not have all of the family that we started out with, but we got the family that we have. We might be the last one left, but God, we thank you for allowing us to be the last man or last woman left, Lord God, last man standing. We thank you. We give you. You left us here for a purpose. You got us here today on this day, the 29th. You got us here for a purpose. You got us here tomorrow for a purpose, and you'll have us here the next day for a purpose. Matter of fact, as we look back over our life, God, you had us here for a purpose, and we honor you for that, Lord God, and we we praise you, Lord God, and, and as we come this morning, as we pray, as we intercede, as we lock our faith together, 
Father, there are many situations and things that's going on around us. And, God, we just lift you up this morning, Father. We have, Lord God, people that have uh, family members that is heading to war, Lord God. And we just pray, Lord God, for Mother Mildred and, and the Helen family, Lord God. And we just pray, God, that you will just comfort them and assure them that you got them in your hand, Lord God. And, and God, we thank you, Lord God, for shielding them and protecting them, Lord God. Matter of fact, you, your hand of, of mercy and your hand of grace and your hand of providence is upon the uh, uh, the precious soul that's going to the war, Lord God, so much so. You're going to keep them and you're going to keep everyone around them safe, Lord. The protection you put in place here is going to be a blessing to the whole unit. It's going to be a blessing to the whole infantry. And God, they will go and they will come back with great stories of victory and praise of how you've done it. Father, we thank you for all of those uh, represented that is represented in other countries that is fighting for the cause that we may have sit here and have this right to pray and to intercede and to, to touch out to one another and have the freedoms that we have. Father, we don't take that for granted. We, we don't take it for granted. Lord God, we, we give you praise and we give you glory for it. And we pray for those men and women that are on the front line that are fighting and constantly at war with the enemies of this country, Lord God, to make sure that the mainland which we are on is safe. And, Father, we thank you for strategies. We thank you for giving the generals and all of those who are in charge of our military strategic plans and giving them war tactics, the things that they need to continue to do the job that they do, Lord God. God, be that intelligence that 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 the computers cannot be be that intelligence lord god that man can't depend upon the machine to give god you use that supernatural intelligence and, and god allowed them to move and move into places lord god and, and they can only say the lord told me to do this and that's why we won that's how we won this battle and that's how we won the war and we thank you lord matter of fact lord god we pray lord god for the ceasing of the wars lord god these senseless wars that are going on all across this world. Enemies fighting against one another. And the majority of you trace them back, they are biblically sound because they are talked about even in your word. You told us how they was going to be. And, Father, we just pray, Lord God, that you will send forth your peace and send forth your angels and cause for peace in these areas, Lord. Lord, those people that are tyrants, that are enemies of, of the United States, that are enemies of you, Lord. God, we just pray for them. We just lift them up and say, peace be still. We pray for them, Lord God, that they will have a heart that will return to you, Lord God, that they will understand and realize that Jesus Christ is Lord. And, Father, the cause that they need to be fighting for is for you, Lord God. And so we pray for a great turnaround in their mindset, a great turnaround in their spirit. Lord God, that they may understand and know who you are. Father, we just pray, Lord God, that they will come to an understanding that they need you. You are the risen Christ. God, is your hand. That is that, that, that is that that is there with the whole the evidence the, the piercing the side is evidence 
Is there any degree that evidence led, Lord God, that you live in and you live in today? God, you got up and you declare all power was in that holy hand. And Lord God, we thank you because one day you slapped that holy hand on us and we became holy people. Oh, and following this prayer, Lord God, for people that have not realized that, that they become, Lord God, just like that, that they become holy before you, Lord God, that would change their mind, that would change their attitude. Lord God, in Jesus' name, God, we have people on the on this line this morning that knows you, that know how to trust you. They've been trusting you majority of their lives, Lord God. And we thank you for that. They have they have been on the battlefield. They have been on the battlefield with their families. They have been in the ba- battlefield with their spouses. They have been in the battlefield with their children and even some of their siblings. They have been in battlefields in their communities, Lord God. They're praying and hoping and holding their communities together with prayer. They've been holding their civil government and their local governments in prayer. They've been holding people in prayer they don't even know. They've been holding people up in prayer because they are warriors for you, Lord God. And because of that, Lord, many have gone on. They don't even understand the blessings that have been stored upon them because they knew how to war. They knew how to go at war. Lord, they don't look at the news and, and they get disturbed when they see killings and they see robberies and they see fires and they see tornadoes and they see hurricanes and they see, Lord, unexpected death when they see COVID-19 but they are warriors. They just don't talk about it. They pray about it. They get on those bended knees and, Lord God, they call out to the God that answers. Lord God, they call out to the God that answers and hear prayer, Lord God, and we thank you for that. We thank you for the warriors because it's the warriors you spoke of in Second Chronicles 714. If my people which are called by my name. That's the warriors that we have here on this wall, on this line this morning. There are people that don't mind going to war. They just like they just like uh, 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 Nehemiah. We're on this wall and we won't come down because we're going to protect our city. We're going to protect our neighborhoods. We're going to protect our families. We're going to make sure the generation that comes after know who you are. Not because they said that, just not because the church people, because of your love that extended beyond the walls of the church. It grew down the streets and every corner and every house, every neighborhood and every every complex is filled with your glory because you got people at war that don't mind praying and saying we just not going to take anything because God has given us the power, because God has given us the authority, we will take that and we will run with it and we will make sure that his word would not come back void because we will put his word out there we will put God's word out there, we will be vessels for you, we will speak your word and God your word Listen to your word. Your word said it will not come back void. It will accomplish everything that it was sent out there to do. Matter of fact, we are products this morning of your word. We are products. Somebody prayed for us. Our mothers prayed for us. Our fathers prayed for us. The preacher prayed for us. And we are products of prayer. We are products of prayer. You brought us thus far because somebody prayed for us. And now, Lord God, we come. And that's why we come so faithfully. Every Sunday morning, I say every Sunday morning, we come. Lord God, because we come, Lord God, with the attitude of prayer that somebody else, 
hallelujah, will catch on fire, that somebody else will come to know who you are. Somebody else will meet the face of Jesus. Somebody else will stick their hand in your nail-scarred hand, and they will stick their finger in the hole and say, yes, he is Savior. Yes, he is God. And we thank you, Lord God, and we praise you, and we give your name the glory. In Jesus' name. He is Lord. He is Lord. He has risen from the dead, and he is Lord. Every knee shall bow, every tongue come. That Jesus Christ is Lord, he is Lord, he is Lord. He has risen from the dead and he is Lord. Every knee shall bow, every tongue confess that Jesus Christ is Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Well, good morning, First Virtual Church. Welcome this morning, this God-blessed morning God has given us to be in the land of the living, to be, to be present, to be counted for and counted on as we join in this service this morning. And we welcome all of you this morning to a hour of power, of influence over our lives. Something will be said. Something will be sung that will touch our hearts and cause our hearts to be electrified. And, and uh, our pastor will come, Pastor Barry will come and deliver a message this morning that will shake the very foundation of the bars of hell and cause the gates to swing open and call those who've been captive to be set free. That's a wonderful thing. And we thank God for that. But we prayed and and we know that there are many concerns of the hearts of the people. And there may be some things on your heart that we've been touched this morning that you just want to talk to the Lord about. We're going to go to a moment of silence as we pray individually. And uh, that you may go before your Father. That he has that open door that you can come to him. And he's, he opened that up so that you could come. And that, that Pastor Booth don't have to go before you, but you could come yourself. Let's go to the Lord.
Every knee shall bow, every tongue confess that Jesus Christ is Lord. Amen. Amen. Brother Dibbs. Good morning. Good morning. Is everybody alive this Good morning. morning? I hope so. Good morning. It is a Sunday. Last day, I believe, of November. Anyway, I hope everybody had a, a, a enough to eat this past week. Celebrating Thanksgiving. I was uh, thinking of a couple things uh, coming up and things going on, Thanksgiving and everything, and I started to think about uh, when we were preparing our uh, meal for Thanksgiving and, and just getting the different foods or things together and how God uh, creates everything, not just, uh, not just us, but everything that's uh, made of the earth is made of, He, he has created. And I started to think about that and reflect on on uh, the greatness of God. Um, and sometimes we we take everything for granted, and we just kind of assume that things are going to be there, that things are going to happen. And uh, but uh, you know we know that they're all put in place by God, by our Lord, and uh, they're available to us. But in the same token, it, it's uh, you know, God, uh, God does uh, provide other things that go on in the world that uh, sometimes we don't understand. And uh, but He also provides us the way to overcome those things, and that's something that we have to uh, uh, remember. I uh, I'll give a little uh, personal here time here. Uh, I found a a box that my aunt had. Uh, uh, up in Pennsylvania that uh, she kept uh, when uh, anyway uh, I it had no had a lock on it had no key for it and I just kept it for I don't know 15 20 years I guess before I decided I'm going to go ahead and open the box so I got the means to open the lock and I did and inside the box was letters that she had saved from her um, younger brother when he was overseas during World War II and uh, just reading the letters and, and uh, seeing how he put his faith in God and how he asked God to, to help him and to be with his fellow people or uh, army guys as they pursued things and he also took time to uh, to go to church. He, he included some uh, uh, bulletins from uh, some of the churches that he went to in the States before he went overseas, and, and he talked about that. But also, uh, he took time to ask her to, to purchase a Bible and, and to send it to my mom and my dad in, uh, in the western part of the States because they had uh, gotten married, and, and he thought it would be a, a great wedding present to, to have a Bible. 
And uh, just to him thinking about that during the war kind of lifted my spirits that, uh, you know, there is hope. And uh, sometimes we don't think about the hope that people have or how they uh, just keep going. They have a, 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 I just want to say, an inner drive to uh, do what God wants them to do and to face what God wants them to face, but still keeping their eye on who? On God. And that's something sometimes we don't uh, we don't do enough of our Anyway, I'll, I'll, uh, uh, so uh, as I was looking at scripture, I came across or thought about First Timothy uh, and uh, chapter 4, verse 4 and 5. It says, um, <clears throat> for every creature of God is good, amen, and nothing is to be uh, refused. It is, um, if it is refused. Uh, received with thanksgiving for it is sanctioned by the word of God and prayer so you know everything that God does is good no matter what you know what it, it is it, it is um, touched by God and it is uh, given to us by God and, and given to us through our prayer to God and uh, we have to realize that you know just as my uncle uh, uh, asked for prayer while he was overseas and, and, and thanked uh, my aunt for doing that. He still had time to uh, worry about, I guess, the, the spiritual being of my mom and, and uh, you know, her new husband uh, during this time of uh, uh, a crisis in the United States. Uh, sometimes, you know, and right now, you know, we're definitely going through a crisis. It is a war against the virus and, and we have to maintain our faith we can't think that we're not bulletproof or that we can uh, stay away and, and everything will be fine but you know we should still be that what that beacon of light that we need to be that beacon of light for jesus in our neighborhood and in our community and we must continue to pray pray for protection and salvation for uh, uh, our family our friends our neighbors and even those that we don't know. So as we uh, prepare for this week, I, my prayer is that everything that God has created, we have to realize that it is good. And it has come to us through through Him, through His Son, and through our prayers. And uh, we must continue to always pray, always pray, and always praise who? Praise the Lord. Amen and amen. 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 people of the internet you know something I'm sitting here having this conversation it's just you and me me and you I'm thinking about a couple things number one I don't know why I have three fingers holded up or held up I'm thinking about well maybe there's three things we'll see where we get to once we start thinking you can never know it's hard to just stop thinking you understand what I'm saying but the the things that are more pressing to me right now, I think is two. Number one, Advent. This anticipation, this awaiting the arrival of Christ, it's, it's liturgically awesome sauce. I guess that's a nice way to describe it or to formulate it in, into a discussion or an explanation, if you will. And the second thing about that is 
while you're preparing for Christ, right? What are you really preparing for? Okay, a second coming. Yeah, 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 yeah. But is there something that can, you know, I mean, we're going to sit here and twiddle our thumbs. That's what I'm trying to say. That's what I'm trying to ask. Or are we actually going to be in these streets doing some things? That's kind of where my head is. I'm going to talk about that in a second, but let me skip back here because my mind is, is feeling some type of way. Because if you're like me, then you're, you're, you're pretty sleepy right now. As a matter of fact, I'm sitting here having this conversation with you and I'm, I'm dreaming of the bed. And something just went off back yonder. You might have heard it. I don't know what it was, but I'm trying to figure out why they disturbed me because I'm dreaming of the bed. Thanksgiving, we had the turkeys and the, the baked rice and the, the cakes and the cookies and uh, yay, 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 yay. you know what I mean? We're tired. We didn't put on a few pounds from the car to the driveway. You almost need a vacation. We're struggling. And so this time I ask, and I'm thinking about this myself, focusing my attention on, on going and doing something to try to get my mind right. You see what I'm saying? Get my body right. Because about 25, 30 more days, we're going to be right back at this. You understand? And I can't be about that life. So I am preparing myself. I don't know what my challenge is going to be for January or December. If it's like last year, they're going to ask me to do something for 31 days. I hope they don't ask me to do something for 31 days. I hope they ask me to do something that I can do in, say, 24, right? Apple, get on that. You have about two days to figure it out. But also, in concluding or in concert with my health goals for next month, this Advent time of the year, I've been thinking about something. I've been thinking about 24 people. I'm going to talk to one person every day until Christmas. One person. Not somebody I traditionally talk to. And if I do talk to somebody I traditionally talk to, it will not be about those, those things I traditionally talk about. But one person that we're going to sit down and have a discussion with. And hopefully, this is my hope, at the end of that discussion, they and I, me and them, we, will have a newfound understanding of each other, a newfound respect for each other. What are you thinking? Is that awesome sauce? That's definitely awesome sauce to me. And you know what? It, it doesn't even have to be a physical conversation. As I said to the to the the live crowd, you know, it doesn't have to be one of those those you know. See, here's the fun thing about grandma and all the peoples, they don't know how to use the internet. So you, you and I, we got a lot more options. We can actually do 24 podcasts, if you will, which might be a good idea. Just just throwing that out there for for giggles, huh? Interesting. The point is. We have more than enough people to sit down and chat with, to communicate with, to share with. Let's consider that over the next 
24 days. You got, well, you know what? You got two days to think about it. Today, if you're listening to this when it's released, on the 29th, and tomorrow, the 30th. To kind of make your list. Actually, tomorrow. How about between now and tomorrow? We'll figure out that list. Making a list. Checking it twice. Doesn't really matter if they're naughty or nice. <laughs> we're going to call. And we're going to we're not going to go to town. We're in a covid crisis and we're not. No, we're not seeing anybody. That, that's not happening. OK, calm your nerves. OK, calm, 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 calm. Two other things that I've been thinking about, I guess it was. Well, I guess this one can count as one to kind of. I, I don't know. The point is. I think I did have four hands up, didn't I? Four fingers, not hands. I don't have four hands. I have two hands and ten fingers. I think I have four fingers. Christmas and New Year's. We're going to do something very special those two days. Okay. Uh, Christmas. We're going to have a Christmas Day conversation, you and I. Same. It's going to be probably a little earlier than that. Maybe... Eight or nine o'clock. I'm gonna, you know what my goal is next year is to have these out by nine o'clock. I'm gonna work on that. 9:30 at the latest. What are you saying? You you, you agreeing with me? You we, we, we gonna do this? I know you was like, yes, yes, we're gonna make that happen. Okay. The point is, I'm gonna try to work on that. But we're gonna have Christmas Day conversation out. And then we're gonna have a New Year's Eve conversation. Same time, 9 a.m. It's our last day before the end of the year. And you know what's funny? No, New Year's Eve is on a Thursday. But tomato, tomato. It's still going to be exciting. And I'm looking forward to it. So, if you are ready, if you focus, if you, if you got yourself and your mindset pumped on what 2021 is going to look like, then the next... Three to four weeks is going to be just a breeze for you. Let's not skip over Christmas, though. Just wanted to throw that out there for, for, for record sakes. But this these 20, what, six days we got right here, because 24 we're working with, we got two left. It's going to be awesome sauce. I am excited about what's getting ready to pop off. But for now, we got to get back in. We got to get some music. And then I got to talk to you a little bit, if you don't mind. All right, let's do that. Mama Bell, you know what you're going to do, right, Mama Bell? You need to give me a little notice. Are you ready for me to play now? <laughs> well, I was going to ask you to play. Say what? Yeah. Okay, I... <laughs> Do I have to wait to the new year to say to please bang on them keys or are we sticking with playing? No, no. I, I have to sit down and see. I have to get my fingers together at the keyboard since I can't yeah. see. I was sitting there, but I'm I'm nope. just uh, blessings, blessings. I'm right there. My, I, I had, here I am, here I am, here I am. We are waiting, we are waiting, we are waiting. Go ahead and bang on that. Don't do that. Okay. Go ahead and bang on the. I'm talking about. Bang. <laughs> <laughs> 
this is tickling the keyboard. That's what we call it, tickling. Oh, we going to tickle the keyboard. See, I like that. <laughs> Zachariah's house and greeted Elizabeth. When Elizabeth heard Mary's greeting, the baby leaped inside her, and Elizabeth was filled with the Holy Spirit. I want to, if I can, talk to you very briefly. I don't know why I'm going to tell you that lie. I'm just going to talk to you. I don't know why preachers just set you up for false hope. They know goodness well they long-winded. So I'm going to just talk to you from the thought, let's get it started. Let's get it started. And our kind father, we ask, that you will allow me the opportunity today to present your case that all those listening now and forever will without shadow of doubt 
hear clearly what it is you are saying to us. And all those in agreement with that prayer, Jesus' name said, Amen. 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 Advent is a season of the liturgical year observed in most Christian denominations as a time of expected waiting and preparation for both the celebration of the Nativity of Christ and Christmas, or at Christmas, should I say, thank you for the moment of blunder, and the return of Christ at the second coming. The name was adopted from the Latin, Adventus. Uh, now you know I'm in a real church. I started talking about Greek and Latin. Mm. Had, my, had to throw my theological training in there, let you know I was somebody. That word means coming or arrival. In the New Testament, this is the term used for the second coming of Christ. Thus, the season of Advent in the Christian calendar anticipates the coming of Christ from three different aspects. Glad you can't see me because you realize I said three, but hold four. I can't count. Those three, the physical nativity, which was in Bethlehem, the reception of Christ in the heart of the believer, and the second coming. It is not known, for those of you who are literal thinkers here, analytical, if you will, when the period of preparation for Christmas that is now called Advent in some circles began. It was certainly in existence from about 480. The novelty introduced by the Council of Tours of 567 was to order monks to fast every day in the month of December until Christmas. See, I just was nice to you. I asked you to talk to somebody. They want you to go give up your food. I won't dare do that. Y'all flogged me. I already know how that works. Mm-hmm. I thought a laugh was going to go through there, but I sent you went back to sleep. Mm-hmm. Subsequently, if I can just go ahead and hopefully you'll wake up somewhere along the way. In the YouTube community, they uh, unconsciously picked up this perspective some argue it connects to this, but most will reject it because the internet is neither Christian nor religious. But it was this concept called vlogmas, where these young people would took up cameras and pointed them their face. That's that's long before y'all start seeing. That's back when we were weird. You pick up a camera, and every day from the first of December until the 24th of December, you would shoot a video, something you were doing in preparation for Christmas, in anticipation for Christmas. 
little bit more history for you just because it makes me happy. In the Roman right, how many know even in Rome there's the left and the right? It didn't just start here in America. The right of the Catholic Church, the Western right, everybody got a right and a left. Of the Orthodox Church and the Anglian, the Lutheran, the Presbyterian, the Methodist, all the other 50 million denominations and reformations that who got time to sit here and count them. Their calendars suggest and connect that Advent commences on the fourth Sunday before Christmas, which is this calendar year today. Since approximately the 13th century, the usual liturgical color in Western Christianity for Advent has been violet. Pope Innocent III declared black to be the proper color. He must have been mourning for somebody. For Advent, others have argued and changed it between black and violet to one decided that they were going to be the mediator. Let's make a deal, if you will. And they changed the colors to black and violet. The violet or purple color is often used in the vestments of the clergy. That's why your preacher got on all them funny looking robes around this time of year. And also the tabernacle, the church, if you will, was decorated in these colors. A rose-colored candle in Western Christianity is referred to as a sign of joy. About lighting a nice candle and just sit there smelling it. They got them at the dollar store. Give you some emotional joy. What does all this mean? Why am I telling you about all this? Most of you do not come for any of these reformations by which I mentioned and probably have never even heard of this advent. I would like to ask for your forgiveness just for a few moments for taking you through that because there is a method to my madness and in order to get part of my method out I have to have a moment of personal privilege. This past Friday I had the wonderful opportunity to spend some quality shopping time with my uncle. It was just so quality. <laughs> Oh, I would like to tell you, nothing makes me happier than standing in a Walmart electronics aisle while twiddling my thumbs to someone else trying to figure out how many pennies he's not going to spend. It was just so quality to me. I enjoyed myself. I tell you, I did. <laughs> 8 a.m. to noon we spent. Four hours. Two stars, two ashy thumbs, the greatest time of my life. Can I express that? I just enjoyed myself. Can't you feel the excitement in my voice? Mm-mm. Mm. <laughs> yes, four hours and two stars with a man. Yeah, that just makes my day. I'm just so excited about that. 
makes you feel good. And for all of you who agree with me, don't 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 believe me because that means I'm lying in this church and you can't have a liar. <laughs> but I will say that in that time of wonderful torture, I mean excitement, the interesting part was a chat I had with him. You see, me and my uncle have not really had time to talk, and I can talk about him on this call because he ain't going to listen. That's a good thing. I can talk about people when they ain't going to listen. <clears throat> I thought about that after I said it. Some of y'all might think I talk about it behind your back. I do, but I ain't going to tell you about it. Um, all good things, of course. That's being clear. Serious, which I like all of you fine people. And yet, I finish this conversation, I hope you'll understand why I like this conversation as well. Because I like to, after we have, there's a couple people on this call that after we've had chats, I've gone and sit down and I thought about what you said and I go and talk about it because it makes sense to me. It's the same thing that happened to my uncle. I thought about what he said. It made sense to me. Don't tell him that. That's why I talk about behind his back. I got to keep him humble. So I can't let him know he was right. And with the big head, you know what I'm saying? I thought a laugh would go through there, but I guess y'all still sleep. Somebody get some coffee for the people. <laughs> <laughs> we are here. We are here. All right. That makes me feel good about myself. You got to make an insecure brother feel secure on this line. Mm-hmm. But the interesting part, as I said, about the conversation with my uncle because we hadn't had a private moment since you know some things happened around here if you don't know what those things are get last Sunday's tape you can figure it out on your own but he talked and he asked a few questions that's what he does questions about you know that thing like I said get the tape it's on all major platforms you can just get one of your little cheerings to help you find it on the internet somewhere if you don't know what I'm talking about because I'm not going to revisit today I've done enough of that last Sunday and before I can really process what he was saying he asked me a question he said uh what are you doing? Yeah, yeah. And I said, you know, I don't really care about all that. And he looked at me and he he did something. My uncle blessed his sweetheart in his own way, called for the excrement of a bull. I tried to say that nicely. If you can participate in thought, you can put that together and understand what I just said. Excrement, look it up in the dictionary and you'll get a good laugh. He said, you, of all people, are infatuated with ceremonies. He talked about the time when I was at his home a long time ago. He remember stuff I you know y'all y'all can remember stuff about, about, about us kids and we don't we, we somehow just don't know. I don't know how y'all keep that stuff in your brain. 
You can remember what we did at 12. You can remember what our favorite foods are. You can't, you can't remember that you offered us money, but you can remember that we owe you. <laughs> oh, yeah. Down to the cent. They say y'all old and got all time. I don't understand. Y'all can remember I got some money. Uh-huh, you owe me. Yeah. But he said to me, he said, I was coming down the stairs and I watched you as you was sitting down there. He had this CD on. My uncle used to blast CDs back in the day. And I guess his hearing had gone bad now. His wife beat him up. I don't know which one to which. He don't blast CDs anymore. You can almost tell when he's coming in. You heard his music probably around there on Northchester. <laughs> he had this tape. Brian Duncan. I think it was that and a Brooklyn Tabernacle tape I have. Those. This was back when we had tapes, by the way. I'm in your generation now. The young people are going to mold me. They don't understand what a tape is. But he said you would sit down and you would direct the choir. You had all your little orchestras and you would funnel them out in your hand and you was in the room and you would turn to the cellos and you would turn into the... Do you love ceremony? What do you mean you don't love ceremony? Now I thought about that. She was talking. I thought about my now... 30-some years I've been at this game. I've been in this game a long time, this church thing. In the Presbyterian church and the Baptist church. Most of my time was spent in the Pentecostal church. I did a, I did a little brief stint after I got old in the Methodist church. Y'all drink too much, so I don't hang around now. But I thought about it. I am infatuated by church. One of the things that made me feel some type of way when uh, Brother Booth and I got together and Booth didn't like to dress up. He wanted to come in there in the jeans and the, and the t-shirts. No, you put on your three-piece robe with your collar. What's wrong with you, man? You gotta look pretty. I remember... As he was talking to me, I could tell the Sunday down at the first Baptist Butte Street. I could. You know how I knew it? Not by the dates. No. Sometimes I didn't remember it exactly until Dr. Murray hit the pulpit. Oh, I could tell you what Sunday it was just by the color robe he had on. He had on a gray robe, it was first Sunday. He had on a red robe. It was second Sunday. Every now and again, he'd switch it out for black, you know, just because he wanted to shake things up a little bit. White was third Sunday for communion, and orange was fourth Sunday. Then there was a fifth Sunday. He put that red robe on on second Sunday, put the black one on on fifth Sunday. I knew my Sunday because of his robe color. I knew what it was like in the Pentecostal church. You walked in and you saw all the stuff draped in white. You knew it was the first Sunday for communion. I knew church. I thought about how I could walk into a church door back in the day. I can't do it too much now because 
order the services, y'all, y'all, y'all not, y'all not, y'all, you, you don't have structure anymore. Damn now. Not talking to y'all, talking to the folks that listen to this on the internet. But you can walk down there, and uh, I know we do around here because, you know, this is what I do. But I thank you for the vow of confidence. Mama Bell, I heard you. I can hear you right there in my ear. Bell is oh. Okay. <laughs> I was thinking. <laughs> oh, be careful, little creature, yeah, what you think. That's right. I'm shutting up. I'm putting my hand over my mouth. <laughs> but I thought about it as I would walk into those churches, Martha was telling me. She said, boy, you can walk into a church. Now I didn't know the man paid that much attention to me. But he's talking now, so I'll just shut up and listen. He said, boy, you can walk into a church by the third visit. You know the order service in your sleep. You can leave the service by yourself. No questions asked. You got it. Down pat. You understand the structure, the liturgical setup. You got it. But there was a problem when he was talking to me. He was explaining all these different things and, and going through all this stuff that I knew and I could do and it hit me. At the end of the day, I could do church. But could I do souls? I watched a lot of people I could do church good but nobody came in as a matter of fact the ones that were there were only there because it was socially acceptable to be there it was influential it was the thing that you were supposed to do either your job required it or your community affiliation required it or your mama held a hot bowl of grits over your head and required it. Somewhere or another, you was in church on Sunday. And the hot bowl of grits was real. Don't look at me like, yeah, I understand you did it. You don't want to tell nobody on this national call. Mm-hmm. Hello? Yeah. Uh-huh. And so, what I was thinking, listening to him talk, I thought about what I did wrong growing up in church, in the youth department, in the men's department. Now, there are some of you on this call who will argue that I did nothing wrong. Oh, I disagree. Granted, there may be more pressure than I put on myself that I cannot or should not put on myself, but there are some little minute details. Now, I look back now, and I thought about it. I was happy in church, but when Sister Grandmama would go out there with the tracks, I ain't want to do that. I ain't want to go to nobody's house. I don't want to be a part of that part of the ministry. I just wanted to be there with the robes, the liturgical ministry. But the actual work, that was not my thing. 
I did it because I was told to. That That's the part of church where they had to hold a hot bowl of grits over my head to make me do And I thought about it. I thought about what does it profit? How can I call myself a Christian if all I do is infatuate myself with church? A couple things that came to mind also while he was talking. I'm a very analytical thinker. And here's the other thing. When my uncle is talking, you shut up because either that or you're just going to have a glorious debate. And I'm too old to debate now. I'm tired. I didn't retire from law school. I don't wanna I don't, I don't feel like pleading my case no more. So I just sit there and listen when they talk to me now. Sometimes. Every now and again that bug gets up in me and I gotta go to wall. But you know, that's 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 getting few and far in between these days. But I thought about it, he was talking to me about the lovely Christians that we used to meet all the time. We call them the sin Christians. They're the C E M N Christians. You know, they're the ones that only showed up Christmas, Easter, Mother's Day, and New Year's. It was like clockwork. Ritualistic. They came in those four times of the year. They did their thing. The pastor beat them up, and they went back out the door. And I thought about it as he was speaking to me, and I began to read through things while he was talking on my phone, and and other notes that I have already spoken with you about started just rethinking them through my brain. And I thought about how we have a generation of people who are now starting to ask the question, why? Why do I have to take this abuse just to fulfill my ritualistic obligation there's a growing number of young people who are becoming less and less religiously affiliated we've had this conversation quite many times here on this lovely call and the more that we look at these special days at church days that back yonder would be a in to be standing room only. But now they're more and more and less and less becoming an afterthought. There was somebody, I'm not going to call their name on this call, who told me how they went to a watch night service a couple years back. That's one of the folks. I know when I was going to watch night meetings, again, I say it was a shoe-in that you're going to have wall-to-wall people. They told me they got to church about 30 minutes late. You can sit anywhere you want. Nobody's coming. Churches are being closed down left and right. Lutherans are folding up. You can't find too many of them around here no more. 
Methodists the same, Presbyterians the same. Church I grew up in right around the corner, they're covenant. That's not really bad. They're a new group of people now. Because nobody wants to come to church. Why is this? Because there's a lot of people in there who thought like I did. I'm great at ceremony, but bad at people. Something that's staggering that I want to throw into your head. Preacher sent this to me as I was telling him about this conversation. He said, let me tell you something. He looked through all of the different denominations and reformations, and I'm not going to spend all your time going through this because it can get a little bit boring looking at all these statistics and things. But something very staggering. In one city alone, the evangelical church, that's that church around there with, you know, them, them, them peoples. You know what I'm talking about. We're just going to leave it at that. In the last three years, they lost some 200,000 members. Just packed up and went home. Two hundred thousand members. The United Methodist Church in the same city. If this city's economy was on churches, they'd be filing for bankruptcy at this point. Minneapolis, St. Paul, evangelical church had to close 150 churches the Methodists had to close 65 the Catholics had to close 81 in one city because they're religious not relational I thought about back in the church. There was a young boy. I see that boy right now looking at me in the face. He came in that door. There was three youth leaders. I'm not going to name their names. But the folks who were down there, you know who they were. And those two ain't want to have nothing to do with them. They sent me out there. And I went, but I didn't want to be there. I just went because I was told. And I never saw that boy again. That's where I realized I was wrong. I was religious. I had great religiosity, but horrible relationship skills. So I thought about it. found myself returning to a question. I got it marinating. I had it marinating. You didn't know about it. But a question that was asked that I just had sitting in the in the in the brine. This church lady likes to do a lot. She likes to brine things, you know. It tastes very good after 
It's got to sit there for 35 hours. Y'all pray for me because you take a piece of chicken and it's got to sit there for 30. You know I can't have no chicken just sitting there looking at me for no 30 minutes. I got to cook it. I'm hungry. But it's a process to do it. Marinate. When it marinates, you think about it. Not thought. About a question Brother Paul asked. He went and he asked, he said, If I have human and angelic languages, I can speak, which I can. I can speak your head off. I'm very good at that. But if I don't love nobody, what am I? If I get up every Sunday morning, and put together these wonderful theological discussions and then hang up the phone and hate the people. Who am I? Nobody. I thought about that if you were speaking. They were talking about all the people that I know Oh, Eric, you know the mayor. Yes, I know him. You know council people. Yeah, I know them too. You can call them. You have their personal number. Their address is too. But still, what does that mean? At the end of the day, there is no love there. Hmm. I thought about it even further. They're talking about this little thing and they're looking at this the guest list. And even my uncle got involved in how many people I know and how many people know me and all this different stuff. What does it profit me to gain the whole world? To know everybody in the city, to have my name and lights, to be the pillar of the conversation. What does it profit? Even at the end of the day, I didn't lost my very soul. I thought about that. And I began to wonder. As I wonder, out under the sky. How many of those churches would be still open today? If this discussion we're having now, let's just look out for just talking. Ain't nobody here but us. We just talking. Y'all listening. I'm talking, but it's the same thing. He's just talking. Actually, I'm talking and y'all sleeping, but it's the same thing. In my head. We'll just go with it. In the words of Jed Bush, laugh, please. The laugh don't even work no more. I don't know. Okay. I'm laughing. <laughs> Well, it probably nothing. I, 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 I thought about it. <laughs> Is this discussion that we're having corporately, what, what if that was evaluated personally down at the church? Mm-hmm. There's a lot of hurt on this line that would not exist. I can tell you that from personal knowledge. Mm-hmm. And I began to continually wonder, as I wonder, out under the sky. 
How many of our present day struggles with it even exist? How many of our political problems would just wipe away? If this discussion that we're having, if it wasn't about the crooked preachers, but the hurting people, I wonder, as I wonder, out under the sky, what would happen if the first and second commandment somehow, somehow, was tattooed on our very soul. The first is easy. That, that's the one that we know. Love the Lord thy God with all thy heart and all thy soul and all thy mind. We got that one down pat. I know a lot of Christians. I come to church and praise God. I don't come to church and look at you and see what you got on. Granted, I don't either. I don't come to church to gawk at your clothing. But I've also come to the conclusion there ain't nothing wrong with saying you look good once or twice, encouraging your heart. Because there's a second clause to that commandment that sometimes might just get overlooked a little bit. I know I missed it. Said in the second is as great as the first. Love thy neighbor as you love thyself. I wonder, as I wonder, out under the sky, what would happen if we wouldn't get wrapped up in church buildings and the structure of it, but we'd be like the unit and Brother Brother Philip, excuse me, neither one of them was real pastors according to the structural system, you know. Brother the Ethiopian eunuch who met Brother Philip and they were teaching and discussing the scriptures and he said there's a piece in here that said I got to be baptized well, what do I need to do do I need to find me a nice brick church with a 20 by 12 pool and a, and a 14 inch slab no 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 he said go over there in the creek not the creek the creek he went over there and got baptized with the frogs and the lizards and came up clean it's in the book I didn't make it up I wonder, as I wonder, out under the sky, what would happen? We took another part of Brother Paul, who asked us to not conform to this world, but be transformed. I wonder, as I wonder, out under the sky. Grandma was going to play here in a minute, but my point, as I conclude, I'm over 8 o'clock. Just give me three more black minutes. That could be 5 to 25 if you want to know what a black minute is. I thought about our text. I don't normally go back there. I kind of let you figure it out on your own. But this particular Sunday, I wanted to go back there. Because I thought about it. Actually, I didn't think about it in the notes. I just thought about it in my head. So just let me roll with it. 
probably why this message is long, because I'm wondering, as I wonder, out under the sky. That baby that leaped inside of Elizabeth when it got close to Jesus. I wonder what would happen if some stuff leaked inside, some dreams, some ideas. You still breathing, you know, eight to eighty blind, couple of crazy, don't care where you at. You still breathing. And I'm under the philosophy that God doesn't waste time nor does he waste breath. I'll say that again very slowly. God does not waste time nor does he waste breath. So in that case, since I'm still breathing, what is there to leap inside of me? Maybe, just maybe, you just got one simple goal. Maybe you just long for sweet peace and for favor to increase. Maybe you've earnestly, so fervently prayed. But the problem is you, you cannot find rest nor be perfectly blessed until all not the religious but the relation part is laid over this next 24 some odd days as we head into this season that the religious community knows as Advent as we are preparing awaiting is all on the altar of sacrifice your heart does the spirit control you can only be blessed and have peace and sweet rest after you've yielded your body and your soul Most gracious and all wise Father, as we come this morning, God, we come and say thank you. We thank you, O mercy, Father, for looking down upon us with a hand of love and mercy and understanding. God, we ask you to forgive us for all our shortcomings, forgive us for all our sins. Forgive us, O God, for the things that we thought we were doing right, but yet we was wrong. And for the things that we did wrong, Help us to please, Lord, forgive us. Forgive us, Lord, and give us your joy, your peace, and your understanding. Teach us, O God, how you want us to walk. Teach us, O God, to learn how to trust you in every situation. And as we come, God, we ask you to shine down on us, God, with your love, that we can love others as you love us, that we can be a spotlight in others' lives as you are in ours, God. Help us, O God, to be helpers one of another. Help us, O God, to put our trust in you, not just talk it, but help us to walk the walk of faith, 
the love that you have loved us with. God, we come not for no form of fashion or no outside show, but we come to you day by day, God, looking to be taught and to lead us, that you lead us in your way, that we might do it your way. Kill all pride, all arrogance, all things that anger and things that's not like you. And help us, dear God. We need your help. We can't do it of our own. But God, we come in this morning asking you to help us, oh God, to do what you have asked us to do. What you told us to do, God, you haven't told us nothing to do that we can't do. We might say, oh, I can't do it. Yes, we can. Because you don't give us nothing that you won't help us to do it. And help us today, God, to love one another. Help us to call and encourage one another. Help us to call and let them know how sweet you are, that you are a loving Father. No matter what we went through, God, you was there for us. That rough mountain that we was climbing, God, you was right there, giving us that strength to make another step. And you brought us from there to now. And, God, we thank you for it. We just thank you, God, because you love us so much. And we want our siblings, we want our families, we want our neighbors, oh, God, to come to love you as we love you. Help us, oh, God, to be them shining lights. Help us, oh, God, to be encouraging. Be that encouraging to that soul. Not tear one another down, God. But help us to lift up one another. Give us kind, comforting words, God. You said, comfort ye my people. Comfort ye my people as I have comforted you. Help us to comfort one another. We thank you, O oh God. We thank you for the message, God. Help us, O oh God, to see ourselves, God. Help us to look within ourselves. See what we are all about. And, God, when we see ourselves and the things that's not right, help us, O oh God, to walk away and help us to do what's right. We just thank you this morning, God. We praise you this morning, God. And, O oh God, look on our nation. Look on our nation, God. We need healing, God. We need healing. And, God, healing will start within us. Healing will start in our houses and in the spread abroad. Help us, O oh God. Help us to heal, God. Move all hurt, God. Move it out of our heart. God, all the things that we've been mistreated down the road, help us not to keep holding on to them things. Help, them to, help us to turn them loose. And, know, and thank you, God, because in spite of it all, you brought us to this day. In spite of it all, you kept us, and we just thank you. And we just thank you this morning. We praise you, God, and we love you. We give your name all the honor, all the praises, and all the glory. In Jesus, in Jesus' name I pray. Amen and amen. Amen. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Ah, my friends, well, we come to the end of another conversation together. And may I say on behalf of the platform, I wish you're listening. Thank you. And if you can, make sure you've, you've done whatever is required of you, whether it's liking, following, adding, subscribing. I think that's about all that they can do. There may be other issues, but if you check your platform, it's easy to figure it out. Easy piece of lemon squeezy, to be exact. Thank you. And if you do that, 
that'll make sure that, or that would ensure, should I say, that we're all together. That we're all doing this on one accord. That this moment is the moment. Thank you for the moment of blunder. That this goes hot. You'll be ready to receive it. And then you know what else you can do? You can send it out to one of your 24. If not all of them can learn about these conversations that we have. Would you share them with them? That would be so awesome, Sauce. Well, I'm going to go now. We have to we have to part ways temporarily. We'll be back again. But for now, we got to go. So until the next time we can chat, for me and mine, unto you and yours. Later.